0: Hello, creepers. Welcome to a brand new episode of That's Odd. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend. And with me is the sultry, the sweet, uh my uh my Popeye to my olive oil. <laughs> it's Christopher Chavez. What's up, duty? Hi, kai kai kai. What I, do you think about my dated references? <laughs> those are amazing, dude. I get them, so I'm good with it. Yeah, uh, it's only from what, the thirties? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh I can't come in saying that's me anymore.
0: Oh uh, so uh, why? the other
1: day I w- uh Aaron and I were driving and she, like I said she loves listening to history creeps and that's odd. And uh wherever we were going was just long enough for an episode so I, I was like if you want to listen to it we can. I don't mind listening back to our shows. So I put it on. You introduce me. Here I come, that's me. And she looks over at me and goes you're still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, I guess not anymore."
0: <laughs> uh, uh, it re- that really reminds me on Retro Bliss free plug from my other uh, show on podcast uh, on iTunes wherever you get your podcast about old video games. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, uh, Trevor, of course, is my best friend since childhood, and his wife is I've, she's like a sister to me, so I'm very close to her now as well. Uh, but <laughs> she'll go back and listen to retro bliss and Trevor and I had these recurring characters we'd bring up and they were scientists. Oh yes. I love them. And, uh, she kept mentioning how, you know, you, how many times are you are going to do that, do that running gag. Cause we would literally <laughs> kill them off like four or five times in a row. That was the Kenny like, character for your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That was literally what it was. We were just making fun of that. So she mentioned that, and she had, and she has not a malice bone in her body. So she meant no harm by it. She's by far one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Uh, But like, I took that, I can't take criticism very well. That's one of my main faults. Like, if I hear just a little bit, even if somebody means well and they are trying to build me up, and I know that in my head. My head was still focused on the negative part of what they said. All of a sudden, you're like Chris Farley on the Chris Farley show, beating yourself up. Yes, I'm smacking my head. Yeah. Yeah. So So you weren't really dead, were you? Yeah. Why would I ask him
1: that? Such an idiot. (laughs) Yes.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so she was meaning well. She was trying to help us out, and she legit, you know, loves loves me. But like all I can think of is, well, we're not doing that. So literally for months and months and months, I refused to let those characters come back. <laughs> I was just listening to your other,
1: the newest episode, not newest. It was up out a couple weeks ago uh, of your other show, Into Oblivion. And uh there's a spot there where Bobby said that the old prospector voice sounds just normally like you. That's all he yeah. hears. And you—you you genuinely sounded a little hurt by that. You were just like, really. <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing, dude. I was like, that's yeah. funny, man.
0: That's my best voice. That's my <laughs> best
1: character. <laughs> I love the fact that that stems from Bill Cosby. That's my favorite yes. story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> uh, it's so great. It's hard to believe oh, it's where man. it came from. So the listeners, uh, you guys are not hearing wrong. This is That's Odd. Uh, this is not History Creeps. We're supposed to do History Creeps this week because it's supposed to be the week of the roundtable. However, yours truly forgot to put up the poll. So it's actually going up tonight. So while you're listening to this, it's going to be on the patreon uh, if you guys are uh if uh, one dollar three dollar doesn't matter you guys will be able to, to vote on polls moving forward uh but this is that's odd this week we're doing a theme on uh disappearances again last time we did disappearances and, and we had an uh, it was an enjoyable conversation it's
0: a weird thing to say right it's like, yeah, it's it's a fascinating conversation. Thank you. It was fascinating. There we go. Yeah. And
1: uh we decided that for this up ep- the next time we did that side we'd do one uh that were local disappearances. So Johnny and I went digging into the files of our uh, our local towns and history uh libraries to see what's happening. Uh
0: you've got one that's super local. Mine's just south south of Buffalo. Right, yeah, mine's super local and actually hit national news. Uh, so I'm wondering how many people, not just in the state of North Carolina, will remember this. Ooh, interesting. Uh,
1: I don't know if mine went completely national. A lot of the things I saw were local newspapers, uh, and and even here at Buffalo, you know, Buffalo News. Uh, I didn't see anything that was was national, um, aside from like those, you know, that this those national, you know, lost databases and stuff. Right. So, uh, but mine takes place in a town called Olean, New York. Have you ever heard of Olean, New York? No. Olean. I think there's some sort of running joke uh, with the people that live there or uh, live around there that it's uh, Oily Ann, named after a woman that was covered in oil. They call her okay. o- Oily Ann. I don't know if that's yeah. a, a real thing. I think my wife was either messing with me or that really is a, a, a running joke. Uh, but No, it's we're s-
0: going to say it's real. Like <laughs> We're going to stay right now on History Creeps that this is a real thing. <laughs> the uh, The town of Olean is located
1: uh, just on the border of New York and Pennsylvania. Um, and it's just uh, south of Buffalo. So it's on the western side of the state. It's nowhere near New York City. Anytime you say anything is in New York, people always try to figure out how where it is in relation to New York City. Uh, this is all the way out in western New York. Um, it's not that big of a city. It's about a population of roughly about 13,000 people, thirteen fourteen thousand 14,000 people. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, a regular old you know american city it's got a couple things that it was known for um one of the things i thought that was really cool was that uh it was it was used during rum running uh during prohibition during that oh. time yeah during that time uh what uh what's his name ah oh, jeez, he's escaping me now the chicago gangster richard petty Richard Petty. So the Chicago gangster Richard <laughs> Petty, uh, who also goes by the name of Al Capone. Uh, oh, same guy. <laughs> used, <laughs> he used uh, Olean New York as this, like, undercover. They called it uh, Little Chicago in the press at the time because he was using Olean to run a lot of his uh, illegal endeavors. Um, uh so it's got it's got that kind of notoriety for which for me is fascinating. I've always been into the you know the organized crime and the mob, uh, but my story doesn't have anything to do with that. My story takes place in 1984. It's the story of a woman by the name of Josephine Despard. Uh, Josephine Despard uh, grew up in in uh, in only New York. From all accounts, she had you know a regular childhood. She her her family was a, a A well-known family they were they were you know just normal kids your normal everyday kids uh she grew up and uh, one of the things that i found in a lot of these articles the first things they talk about is her basically right out of uh kind of high school before college she ended up meeting this guy and got married super young and they moved away um after a few years she divorced and moved back to olean with her daughter she had a a little baby girl at the time um She lived with her mother for a while, and she didn't have a job. Uh, but she got she started taking classes at Jamestown Community College. Um, when her daughter was six years old, her sister, who was living in Ohio, uh, offered to take care of the, the little girl so that you know Josephine could really work on getting her life together and, and make a better life for her and the little girl. So the little girl goes to live with her aunt out in Ohio, and Josephine stays in, in Olean, in New York, with her mother. Uh, her husband, uh, moves out to, ca- uh, ca- or ex-husband, I'm sorry, moves out to California. Uh, so he's living out in California, uh, on the night of February 7th, 1984, uh, Josephine, she's 26 years old, is, uh, at her mom's house hanging out with, uh, a male acquaintance. Let me see. I, I have the guy's name here, but let me, uh. His name is oh Dale Verakin. Ver Veriken. Ver Ver <laughs> very <King>? Ken <laughs> Dale Verikin. That sounds like
0: a street fighter move. <laughs> <Do>, Verikon.
1: <laughs> he sounds like a street fighter character. Dale Verikin. Uh, <laughs> so she's hanging out at uh, at her mom's house with this guy, and they decide they're gonna leave to go to his house to exchange some sort of stereo equipment. Uh, and he lives in a town uh, uh, called Franklinville. It's just like a, a little town outside of Olean. So they leave that they leave his house, her house, her mom's house at 5 p.m. Uh, to go do this. That's the last time anyone has ever seen her or has had contact with her. She's last seen wearing a, you know, a beige sweater with blue jeans, uh, brown knee-high boots, a red jacket, um, and that's it. So. When she's reported missing, first thing they do is go to this guy that she's seen with, and they say, right. well, "Dale, what's happening?" And he says, "Yeah, they didn't go to his house. He says that what they ended up doing was, uh, let's see, I'm going to read it from from this one side I found. It says the male acquaintance, uh, the class, he was a classmate at Jamestown Community College, uh, said that they they changed their plans and route, and they ended up at the mall in Olean where they had coffee instead." He stated that Josephine ran into some friends while they were there and left with them. And that was the last time he saw her, which was around 6 p.m. So the cops were like, okay, do you know any of these friends' names? And he said he didn't know any of them. So they, they questioned everybody that Josephine knew, everybody, any any of the friends that she knew at, at college, any high school friends, um, anyone she knew in the neighborhood. And nobody said that they had seen her at the mall uh they questioned workers at the mall um you know nobody saw her they hadn't seen dale or her at the mall so all they're going by is the fact that dale said that they changed plans right right so they started watching him closely uh for a few months um a little bit oh like i think it was like 4 or 5 months later dale's name comes up again because he has stopped at the border of Canada uh, at the Peace Bridge in Buffalo, New York. So he made his way up to Buffalo, New York, and tried to cross into Canada. He was stopped because he was on; it was a parole violation, and he also was found with marijuana. Okay. So the Canadians, what they say is, Sorry, sir, you can't come in our country. And they turned him around and sent him back to the United States.
0: Now, here's an honest question because I don't know this. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of states in the United States now. But of course, this was in the eighties when this happened, right? Uh, or early nineties, one or the other. Um, but now a lot of the states here are legalizing that. Yeah, uh, is it legalized in Canada or do you know?
1: Uh, it actually just just became legalized in Canada at the beginning of July. Of this year, oh, okay. yeah, it so it, it wasn't it passed. wasn't back then. No, no, it wasn't back okay. then. Right. uh, But they were like, yeah, Suri, you can't come through, and they turned him around and sent him the other way. Uh, a few months after that, on October first, nineteen eighty four, Dale commits suicide by a shotgun blast. Uh, what? Now say it again. Dale commits suicide by a shotgun right. blast. Okay, yeah. So now, so whatever he knew goes with him. There it is. Uh, Apparently one of his, his sons said that Dale had a history of mental illness, uh, but no one knows why he took his life. Um, Apparently it had a record too. in 1979 in Franklinville. He was arrested uh, in December uh, for an incident where he allegedly sexually assaulted a 14 year old girl. Uh, so this guy wasn't that great of a guy anyway. And there's there's all kinds of rumors about his family. There's all, all, all this speculation that his family was into Satanism and uh, local animals came up
0: missing or dead. It was always their, their family or the Is kids it- of his family that they were looking to. Isn't that like, especially back then? Isn't that one of the first things people assume is there's Satan involved? Yeah, there's all <laughs> kinds of weird things to this this guy and the ties to this guy. Like in in the same
1: year, 1979, there was an 18 year old male named Dan Condrick who committed suicide in his in Dale's home, uh, his the Verakine house. Uh, he was. I guess it was that whatever house he was a foster child in at the time. But, like, there's all this stuff surrounding this guy, the these suicide. He commits suicide. Uh, and this tie to this woman that disappears. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. A few months after he commits suicide on October 1st, 1984, his mother commits suicide. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's insane. But that was it. Like nothing else was ever turned up for the disappearance of this woman. They've never found her body. There's been zero clues uh until recently. Um here's where it gets even crazier, dude. February 14th, 2018. This year, okay? Uh this is the ar- it was when this article was written, but on February 7th, Uh, A letter with no return address or name arrived in the mail at the Olean police station 34 years to the day that Josephine went missing. So what's in this letter? They have no clue or they haven't said they haven't released anything that was said. This is the this is uh, what it says in the article. It just says that uh, police captain Robert Blofsky won't reveal details, but says it does not implicate the writer. Uh, He says that it contains information about the unsolved disappearance and they want to speak to the person that wrote this, this,
0: uh, this letter. Isn't that crazy, though? Yeah. Thirty four years to the day. Well, could you imagine holding on to knowledge like that? No, especially if you were not the one who did it, but you just know. No, it's insane. I could, yeah, that would. I would. I couldn't do that. It would drive me bonkers.
1: Yeah, and he was, and her ex husband was living in California, so he was off the hook. I, I uh, let me say that that was cleared. They, they, you know, there was all kinds of alibis. There's no ties right. that he called or had anything. There was this one thing that that they questioned, I guess, because I think later that week. Uh, she was set to go to court uh to 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 appear in court for uh custody of the daughter uh she was yeah. she was fighting you know the husband who was in California over custody of the daughter so she had a court appearance later that week but uh you know nothing they didn 't find anything at all in terms of that this guy had any ties to this but just tell me it, it's first of all disappearances are always weird and and scary and you know and sad. Uh, but then you have something where the only person who ever had any tie to her, you know, you, is done. He, he left no letters, yeah. no notes. There's nothing to tell you what happened for sure unless like I I want to know what's in this letter. That's what I want to know.
0: Yeah, same here. I understand why they don't want to say what it is yet. Like I get that, especially if it's an ongoing investigation. Like that makes sense. But at the same time, you can't help but want to know. I mean, it's 34 years later. Yeah. Strange, yeah, very much so.
1: So, uh, yeah, that's my story the story of Josephine Depart of Olean, New York. Wow, well, wow,
0: well, well, you you know that you said Valentine's Day was very important to that story, right?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's when that letter, uh, well, the article was, uh, written on the about that letter
0: showing up. Okay, so but remember that, uh, I'm going to tell you about the disappearance of a, a young girl in my area that stopped the world when it happened. And to this day, the area is still not really over it. Wow. Uh, it's the disappearance of, and I'm going to, I, ho- I always feel like I pronounce her name wrong because it's spelled, uh, not how it's pronounced. It's, it's pronounced uh, the varicane. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> uh, but her first name is spelled A S H A. But I'm I know it's not pronounced Asha. I think it's always been like Aisha or something like that. Okay, that's what I've always heard. Aisha Degree is her name. Uh, she was born in 1990 in Shelby, North Carolina, is where she lived with her parents. Uh, her her she had a younger brother as well. Uh, her parents both worked. and They had weird hours. So the kids were often home alone a lot of the times. But apparently, from all intents and purposes, they were really good kids. Uh, They never went out of the house. Uh, She was really afraid of dogs. So she didn't like to go around the neighborhood, that type of thing. Uh, On February 14th in the year 2000, so she was nine years old during this, uh, she apparently packed her book bag. She put clothes and all kinds of other stuff in there and just walked out of her house.
1: Before you go further, can I ask you something? Yeah. When you were a little kid, did you ever have any kind of fantasy of running away? Didn't it have to be that you were unhappy with your home life, but did you ever fantasize about running away, like Huck Finn or or Tom
0: Sawyer or that kind of a thing? I ran away one time, <laughs> and when I say when I say run away, I don't remember. I was mad at my mom about something. I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but she threatened me and said, "This is the true story," because she loves to tell this. Uh, that uh, she looked at me and she said, "Fine, you go ahead and run away." but just know that you won't get any supper. And she said, she said, I stormed out the door, and she looked outside like 10 minutes later, and I was just sitting on a tree stump out in the yard just <laughs> sulking because I didn't want to go without supper. I was just,
1: I'm just saying because I think that's a, a thing that every kid has at some point where yeah. they think you know, there's that thing of filling your backpack full of your clothes and your favorite things, and you're just going to go and, and go right. on an adventure. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I yeah, can. I think the
0: adventure part is what makes sense. Yeah, so I can yeah.
1: understand that that at nine years old, this girl may do something like that.
0: Yeah, well, there's all kinds of things that it's just really strange, but we'll get into it. Like, first, I've already said it. She was deathly afraid of dogs. She yeah. didn't like dogs at all. Uh, but anyway, she packed up her book bag. She put clothes and all kinds of stuff in it. And she walked down Highway 18. and that's the same highway that's very close to me. I've been on that highway many, many times. Uh, I don't want to say much more. I'll give away where I live uh but uh on this same day it was also it was storming really bad. Mm-hmm. It was raining and it was very windy. A number of cars passed by her as she was doing this. Oh, highway they saw 18. Her. Yeah, Highway 18 is a fairly busy highway. It connects a lot of the towns out, out through here. Um so and when one car turned around because it was odd to see uh you know a young young girl. Yeah. Especially if I mean, walking not only just walking down the side of a busy highway, but also it was in the middle of the night. It was like in the morning. So it was a strange hour. And on top of that, the weather. So when they turned around, she ran off into the woods and that was the last she was ever seen. Hmm. So let's get into all these little details about this. Of course, there was a massive search for her right away. Uh, that that yield very little results. And we'll get to results really soon. Um, and uh, The police couldn't find a reason why she took off. That's the thing that makes this really weird. Mm -hmm. She apparently had a really good home life for all intents and purposes. Because, of course, the first thing you're going to look... In any case like this, when somebody disappears, you're going to look into those that are close to this person. I mean, you you have to. Because, sadly, a lot of the times, if there is foul play... Sadly, usually it's somebody that knows the person or is really close to the person that's that's involved in one way or the other.
1: Yeah, that's usually it. Stranger danger really wasn't a thing. It was really, right, you know, family acquaintance danger. Right. So let's
0: get into what actually happens on the night yeah. of the disappearance. Uh, the dad gets home from work around twelve thirty in the morning, like twelve thirty a.m. Okay, and he would always check in on the kids. Uh, her and her brother actually shared a room because they were both young. So he looked into the room and they were both there asleep. So, you know, everything was fine then. Uh, when he, ch- he checked again before he went to bed, and this was about 2.30 in the morning. And they were both still in there. Uh, and then, of course, uh, they heard a noise, like a squeaking noise. But they assumed, I think the brother said this, he heard a squeaky noise, but it was like around 3 to 3.30 in the morning. But he assumed it was just his sister kind of like, you know, you know, a lot of people kind of sleep, but they move around in their sleep a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I do that. Honestly, I don't sleep still. i move around all the time. Dude, I'm a log. I roll over and over and over all night long. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. So that's what he kind of assumed was happening. But actually what they realized was it was her getting up and packing her stuff uh, and she was seen on Highway 18 between uh, the time of 3.45 a.m. and 4.15 a.m. Hmm. Uh, around 6 to 6.30 a.m., that's when the parents realized that she was no longer there. Because uh, they, they were waking them up to get her ready for school. And, of course, only the brother was there, so they panicked. Uh, the mo- they, they lived really close to uh, the dad's mom, so, of course, they thought, well, maybe... They were hoping that maybe she just went over there for whatever reason. But sadly, no. So they called the police. That's when the police got involved. So here's some more weird things about this. Not only did she disappear on Valentine's Day, but Valentine's Day was also her parents' anniversary. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, that's a double (laughs) horribleness. So during the initial search, this was a humongous search. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, uh, this was a big deal here. I mean, this was all over the news. 24-7 24-7 pretty much in this area, and would eventually reach national news. Uh, but during the initial search, uh, they, the only things they found was in a nearby shed along the highway, mm-hmm. and they found a pencil, a marker, and a Mickey Mouse hair bow that they know was hers. Huh. And then they found nothing, nothing for a year and a half, until, we're going to fast forward a year and a half, till to the county that I happen to live in, and they found a book bag that still was packed, so all her clothes and stuff, and it was her book bag. Uh, they found it at a construction site. So this is a construction site along the highway, and they were getting ready to build something. Oh, no. And they, and they came across this book bag. They never found anything else. At one point, they found some bones, and this was recently, uh, they found some bones and everybody was like, well, maybe that's her. Because it's been so long, yeah. you know, most people just kind of assume that something terrible happened to this poor little girl. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they found some bones, but they weren't hers. They were actually some animal bones. Oh. Um, so uh, the only thing that's ever been found from her is a pencil, a marker, the Mickey Mouse hair bow, uh, and a book bag. The police never found anything else. When was the book they, bag found? Uh, in, the year, in 2000. In 2001, I mean. August 3rd, 2001. She disappeared in February 14,
1: two thousand. Oh, dude! You know what, too? And when you find the book bag, that's usually another spark in a missing person's case, right? That's something yeah. that where there's more attention to it again. And because it was a a national thing, I was scanning uh, one of the Wikipedia here for it. And it said that like this was on the Montel Williams show, America's Most Wanted, Oprah Winfrey, yeah. August third, yeah. two thousand one, <laughs> and then a month later, like one of the one of the craziest things that ever happened on American soil happens. And so everyone forgets this.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, which, which, which is, you, which you understand. Yeah, you definitely but understand, it's heart, cr- but it's, so you understand it, but it's heart crushing to yeah. that family. And to know yeah. that
1: that's, that there's just no more attention on this, not even national at all because something else, you know, and, oh, that sucks.
0: Yeah, I think every year, I don't know if they still do it. But I know for a long time every year the family would have like a little thing on the anniversary of her going missing, mm-hmm. but just kind of keep her name out there, you know. Uh I know in the area in which I used to always pass when I was going to work uh, years ago, there's actually there was a big billboard billboard out that had her face on it. And that was up for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. actually, it was a big deal when they brought it down. Like, it made the local news. Oh, I remember that, that.
1: I remember. It's actually made national. I remember that, that story.
0: Yeah. Was, I saw that billboard all the time. I passed it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this was a humongous deal. And also, of course, the, uh, the parents also felt that since she was an African-American child, mm-hmm. that they had a lot to do with the fact that it didn't get as big nationally. Because here, I'm telling you here, it didn't matter. The color of her skin is the fact that she was a, you know, a little girl who yeah. went missing that everybody was worried about. Man, that sucks. Uh, yeah, so this was actually a very depressing thing, and to this day they don't really have hardly any answers. It's pretty much like she just disappeared off the face of the earth. Same. And also, t- and also tell you this about this area. And I think your area is very similar to this, but in the area that I live, that in which this happened, there are a lot of really, I mean, decent sized cities and towns uh, through here, but in between those. There is a lot of forest, there's a lot of trees, uh, there's a lot of wildlife in between all this. I mean, there's a ton, like, for the fact is, I go to visit my buddy Trevor to do retro bliss, again, a cheap plug at a terrible time, <laughs> but <laughs> but along the highway that I have to go is 18, and while I'm going on there, during certain times of the year, I gotta watch out because animals are going to cross the road in front of me. Yeah. I've almost been hit by a deer plenty of times. So there's all kinds of forest and woods and trees and all kinds of stuff out through this area. So anything could have happened to her.
1: Isn't it funny? Uh, you just said you almost got hit by a deer instead of I almost hit a deer.
0: Yes. <laughs> the one time that I, that I did make contact with a deer, I was driving my mom's brand new car and this deer legit ran into me because <laughs> I slowed down so I wouldn't hit it and the thing turned around and it just smacked me in the car. <laughs> it was a suicidal deer that's funny yeah but this was a this was a sad story and it still is to this day Uh, you can kind of still feel it like people really like a couple years ago when those bones were found even though it would have been a sad end people were kind of hoping that that was her because we'd at least know something yeah you know so i think i don't know which do you think would be worse it's it's kind of I mean, it's a tough i wouldn't ever want to be in that position but would you rather not know or would you rather know i
1: think i would rather know because not knowing is, is worse i feel like yeah, not knowing so is is would just continue to drive you mad every day you couldn't move forward with anything you'd have to just right. i don't know <clears> that's <throat> horrible man it's really horrible yeah. it's a horrible thing. i wouldn't wish that on
0: anyone at all but yeah no yeah it's uh
1: it's odd I mean, the, the stories, I mean, they're sad and stuff, but then when you do look at them, it's odd. It's odd that, you know, nothing's been found of her. Nothing's been found of Josephine. Uh, unfortunately, the people who might have something I mean, for the Josephine one, the people who has the guy who has anything to say about it, you know, is dead. Uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy dude. disappearances are, are are fascinating, but they're also very sad. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think they're fascinating for us if we're not involved or really, you know, at all. We have no connection to them at all. I think it's way more fascinating to the people that it affects. It's got to be one of the worst things to ever go through. Yeah, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Especially if you're a parent, or you know, or anyone for that matter. For sure. So yeah, there you go. There's our That's Odd, local disappearances,
1: our local ones. Uh, We'll probably touch on some disappearances again in the future, but I think next time we're gonna do something completely different. Yeah, maybe a little more fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, good. that's it for me. I'm done. I'm going to shut the lights off in the clubhouse
0: and kick everyone out. Yeah, well, I guess I got to get out of here then. Uh, so thanks for joining us. J- joining us? That's a good sentence, right? Thanks for joining us. That's what I meant to say the first time. Uh, here on That's Odd, uh, you all rock. Thanks for the support. In the in the comments below this episode, if you have a local disappearance that's, that you want to bring up, please feel free. I'll look at all those that you post. Uh, you know, or any story that you think you would want us to cover in the near future. Uh, we're always open to suggestions. If you're a Patreon, make sure you go to your patron. Uh, soon. Chris will have up the, is it already up or are you going to put it up? Uh, it'll soon? be up when they're listening to it for sure. Okay. All right, yeah. So See, go ahead up. and check that out. Check out what you can choose between. I already forgot what the choices were, but I remember liking them. <laughs>
1: uh, also, if you want to ma- mail us anything, you want to send us uh, kudos, you want to uh, send us a grocery list, or you want to send us stories that you guys know in your area, send them to historycreepspodcast at gmail.com. I have a few things in the email that I'll be reading on the next History Creeps podcast. We're going to do a little uh, mail call section. So, uh, oh, yeah, I have some stuff that to read from from some creepers. Uh, so, yeah, send us something on the history creeps podcast
0: at gmail.com. Yeah, or if you just want to send me presents, there you go. Uh, I mean, please feel free to do that. You just send them to history creeps uh, podcast at gmail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, send, send your physical gifts to that email, uh, and I'll get them somehow. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> But, yeah, thanks for joining us. For Chris Chavez, I am Johnny Townsend. And as always, we invite you to stay. Odd?